0: Wednesday, March 13, 2013. This is Ray for the Gerard Files. The Gerard Files. The Gerard Files. You're listening to the Gerard Files podcast. News and tech notes, thoughts and opinions, and more. The The Gerard Files. The Gerard Files. The Gerard Files. information is free. There is hope. And hello once again. Welcome to the podcast. Good day to you and thank you for listening. I hope you're doing well today. As always, the Gerard Files seeks to explore the possibilities of podcasting while mobile. Yes, mobile podcasting. That's what I do. I always record while out and about at various locations, events, and sometimes even in my parked car. Yes, interestingly... Sometimes I get the best audio quality in my parked car. (laughs) I use the Boss Jock Studio app for recording and mixing. And the iRig MicCast microphone. Both products are doing quite well for me. I'm very pleased with the results. Today, I was going to record the podcast while at a restaurant. We were going to do an interview, but the noise level was just much too high. So I had to scrap that. We'll have to bring it to you at another time. The background music that you're hearing right now, I created in GarageBand. I was tipped off by a friend that you could actually create your own beats in GarageBand, etc., etc. You know, GarageBand, the iOS app that allows you to uh, edit music and create music. Yes, I'm no musician, but I wanted to give the podcast somewhat of a personal touch. So, yes... I came across an interesting iPad app today I wanted to share with you. But before I go into it, I just want to preface the story by saying that I think traditional email browsing is boring. Has it changed any over the years? I don't think it has. It's as plain as can be. Always has been. Now, I just discovered an app that changes that. It's called Bird's Eye Mail. I haven't seen any app like it before. It's a free iOS app. I think it was released about a week ago. And I give the developers an A plus for innovation, only because I haven't seen anything that does it the way they did it. The best way I can describe this app is that it is a mashup between Flipboard and Gmail. As you know, Flipboard is that iPad. An iphone app that allows you to view your favorite stories as if you're flipping through pages Well, bird's eye mail does the same thing by sort of mashing up flipboard and gmail and providing you a swipe friendly visual overview of your inbox not just your inbox but every folder that you have in your gmail account and that makes for quite a visually pleasing experience that I really appreciated seeing. This app is by no means perfect. I can see some things that could be improved upon, but just the fact that the developers were thinking out of the box and showing us different ways things could be done with email browsing, I think, gets my attention quite well. So, rather than scrolling through a list of messages as you would with traditional email, With this email client, you swipe from left to right or right to left, of course, to view large thumbnails of each individual message. When you see a message that you want to read, you just tap on it to enlarge it. And there are icons at the top right of the message that lets you reply, forward, star, delete, etc., etc. The usual stuff that you do with emails. When swiping through the thumbnails... You can also click on an icon beneath the thumbnail to perform the same tasks that I just mentioned without having to actually open the message. And from what I've seen, these thumbnails are large enough for me on the iPad that I don't need to open the email to see its content, which is a big plus. And depending on the email, you may also see an unsubscribe button or the link to a website, that is if the whoever emailed you provided a link or a link to unsubscribe, you would see it right underneath as an icon, so that way you could go ahead and unsubscribe or you could launch a website, which I think is very convenient. My only small complaint is that you can only use your Gmail account to use the app. It uh, does not support any other email clients from what I could see. And also from what I could see, it does not support multiple Gmail accounts because most of us have multiple Gmail accounts. And I didn't see a support for that. But other than that, Bird's Eye Mail, available in the iOS App Store, provides an interesting and visually appealing email client that I think you'll, you'll appreciate. Do take a look at it. Take it for a spin. And speaking of Gmail, Gmail is my client of choice. Uh, that's what I use. And since we're on the subject, I wanted to talk about email security. I notice a lot of uh, users tend to fall prey to hackers. And many don't realize that your whole existence can be compromised in an email. And that's why I use Gmail, because Gmail provides the opportunity to turn on two-step authentication. And as you know, for various reasons, if your email is compromised, uh, most online services are quite willing to send a new password or an email with instructions on how to get a new password for various services if a hacker claims to have lost it. So that's definitely something you don't want to have happen to you, and uh, it could ruin a lot of of your activities on the web. So to turn on two-step authentication, it's just a matter of going to your Google account logging on and going to your privacy settings and turning it on and uh, following the directions like for example if i go into my gmail account uh, which has uh, two-way authentication first i enter my regular password as usual after doing so a second prompt will pop up asking me to enter yet another password but that password will not be provided on my current computer Instead, Google will send it to me by means of SMS, voicemail, or a smartphone app. I chose a smartphone app. So once I enter my regular password, the pop-up comes up. I go to my smartphone app and draw a six-digit code that is used for my second layer of protection. And it's really the way to go if you haven't already done so. While this may seem rather elaborate at first, it really isn't. If you keep accessing the same computer every day, you only need to re-enter that secondary code every 30 days because uh, you could let, the, uh, let Google know that this is a computer that you use every day. That way, it won't keep asking you for the same code or a different code every time you log on. So definitely uh, something to take a look at. And also... Keep in mind that after activating your two-step authentication, many Google services and apps on your devices will ask you to enter a new password. This is where Google calls this application-specific passwords. That is necessary, for example, if you have a YouTube app or a Gmail app that you use. You're going to have to go to your web interface. That's the only place where you can get an application-specific password. And tell Google that you needed an application-specific password, and they'll show you the steps on how to get that so you can get your Google services apps working again. I do it. I don't have a problem with it. I highly recommend it. And, of course, if you want to turn on two-step verification, just go on to Google, your accounts, privacy setting, and follow the steps. The Gerard Files, where technology and pop culture intersect. A friend of mine was asking me why, uh, what the tagline meant, because that's my tagline, where technology and pop culture intersect. Technology has affected us in such a way, in so many ways, in the last 25 years, uh, that I find that there's a place where our cultural norms are also affected by technology. As a result, it's at this intersection that I draw my stories, that I draw from my observations of the phenomenon that takes place, that drives me to tell and share stories with you in, on this podcast. So the podcast is always about social norms and how technology has affected what we do and how we do it. And that's what the tagline means, Te- what technology and pop culture intersect. It is at this intersection that I draw my stories, uh, the, the, the things that I share with you. And as always, we try to keep the, uh, we try to keep the podcast under 15 minutes. Usually about 10, 12 minutes, I think, is, uh, should suffice. I learn something new every day, and uh, I'm sure you do too. But one thing that I like to do is to pass it along, pay it forward, share it. It's that collective conversation, that sharing of ideas, that leads to greater conversations and greater ideas. And that's what we intend to do. I keep the mobile, I keep the podcast mobile, so that way I can uh, attend different venues in order to bring different perspectives, different ideas. And we hope to keep doing that in the same way for years to come. This is Ray, as always. Thank you for listening. And we'll catch you on the next one.